Fight Podcast, hosted by Sergio Vicente. The Fight Podcast is brought to you by Sage Eats. Sage Eats is a Chicago-based healthy meal prep and fitness mentoring company. They deliver healthy, organic, custom meals directly to your home or office. For those of you not in Chicago, Sage Eats also offers online fitness mentoring where your personal fitness mentor will send you four weeks worth of workouts that are customized to your body and your goals. Your mentor is available seven days a week to answer questions and offer support. Sign up for Sage Eats at W www.sageeatschicago.com. Apply promo code FIGHT for 20% off your first three months. Now here's your host of the FIGHT podcast, Sergio Vicente. Yo! What's going on, everybody? And welcome to episode 136 of the FIGHT podcast. I am your host, Serge Vicente. And today, man, oh, I don't know how I feel, man. I was excited. There was some really dope news and some comebacks that I've been really excited to talk about, which I will. There are some great fight announcements, which I cannot wait to talk about. And we also have this weekend's UFC China Sinjin card headlined by Jessica Andrade, a champ at 115 and Shang Wili. I know I said that wrong. I'm so sorry, but hey. Um, and we had to talk about the Vasily Lomachenko pound for pound boxing number one against Luke Campbell, man. So there's so much dope and fun and exciting things to talk about in the news today, especially because, hey, it's our fight news episode, but I'd be remiss. And I'm a little, like I said, I'm, I catch myself dragging my feet, man. I really do. Um, because this afternoon my phone lights up and I get an alert from Bleacher Report and then right after Bleacher Report, ESPN, then right after ESPN, ESPN Plus, then right after ESPN Plus, MMA fighting just back to back to back to back. BJ Penn is in the news. Once again, man. And. It's not for anything good. It's not. If you had an opportunity to check out our IGTV channel. And if you found out about us through our IGTV channel. Hey, welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank you so much for listening to the fight podcast. We don't usually start this somber, I swear. But. BJ Penn is in the news for getting into another bar fight. Not only did he get into one bar fight, but he got into two bar fights. And unfortunately, I mean, unfortunately, he got into the bar fights at all. But he even got dropped and knocked out pretty viciously um, in one of his fights, man. It was all over TMZ. It's been everywhere. This is heartbreaking. For a number of reasons. If this was just some hothead Conor McGregor going out there getting scuffed, I'd be like, yo, fam, that's what you get. You've been pushing people for a minute. Bro, it's about, you know, somebody's about to touch you up. And that's what you really you want to say. But let me give you guys a little bit of background. 
about BJ Penn. BJ Penn, the prodigy, at one point in time, was heralded as the best fighter in the world. Not only the best fighter in the world, the best fighter any of us have ever seen. He was the UFC lightweight champion. He was the UFC's welterweight champion. He moved up in weight on short notice and beat Matt Hughes when Matt Hughes was the man. Fought a great fight with George St. Pierre. Did absolute work at lightweight. For a long time, many of us believed that he was the GOAT at lightweight. And my man had such cojones that he even moved all the way up to 205 pounds. That's 50 pounds heavier than his natural weight class to fight the former champion. And honestly, this is outside of the UFC, but he went to fight Leota Machida. He is the first American black belt jiu-jitsu to win one of the world tournaments. This dude got his black belt in like three years. It's unheard of. That's why they called him the prodigy. He's your favorite fighter's favorite fighter. Similar to Max Holloway now, whom is the new champion out of Hawaii. Why and I to be exact. Go ahead, Max. Man. Blessed. Well, BJ Penn, unfortunately, has not won a fight since November of 2010. Again, he has not won a fight since November of 2010, fam. What? The prodigy. He is on a seven-fight losing streak. My man's record is super saucy. It's like 15 and 15. If you didn't know any better, yo, that's that's a journeyman. Who is this scrub? Why are y'all talking about him so much? It didn't used to be like that. And I'm going to get into CTE and a couple of things, but BJ Penn over the last about year, he's had a hell of a 2019, man. This year alone, he's been in three bar fights. Two months ago was one of them. He got in this huge altercation with a um, a bouncer at a bar. Recently, his estranged girlfriend called the police on him, got a restraining order on him. This is, this is rough stuff, man. Got a restraining order on him for which she said physical abuse mental abuse, sexual abuse. In the UFC recently, and I know I made a stink about it not too long ago, but they just gave him another fight against Nick Lentz. Nick Lentz, who I'm not going to stunt, is on the back nine. He's definitely not in the prime of his career, but Nick Lentz is somebody who is still competing. Nick Lentz is someone who still belongs in the big show. 
And Nick Lentz is also somebody who has beef with BJ Penn and wants to hurt him. Yo, BJ Penn just got dominated and beat up by Clay Guida. And that's no shade on Clay Guida, but Clay Guida's not known to put the yammers on people like that. Every time I see BJ Penn compete, it breaks my heart. And here's the thing, man. I'm not going to lie to you guys. I'm going to keep the exact same energy. There's no place for this in MMA. This is a black eye on the sport. 1,000%. I can't defend this. BJ Penn was one of my favorite fighters of all time for the longest time. I love BJ Penn. I wouldn't even near a black belt. I want to rock those shorts. He used to wear shorts, white shorts that had like a belt, kind of like built into the like a black belt. It was really fire at the time. Nobody was doing it. It was before like the Reebok deal and shit like that. Ah, oh, man. So check it out. The reason I bring up CT is this. BJ Penn has taken so much damage. I don't have the numbers exactly in front of me right now, but if you watch any of his last five fights, it's not like he's in a fight barely squeaking by. He's getting dominated. And if we go back not too long ago, his fight with Yair Rodriguez, Yair Rodriguez is throwing flying tornado kicks and Catching BJ in the face. It's ridiculous, man. There's no need to have BJ Penn there. If you are a loved one, a former training partner, or anybody on the street who cares about BJ Penn, this man needs help. We haven't seen, we don't have cases at this point in time. MMA is an extremely new sport. You can't tell me this isn't CTE. I knew BJ way back when. He's a chill dude. Wanted to smoke bud. Have a good time. Yeah, he used to party. He was a wild dude. But he wasn't inherently violent like that. He wasn't getting into bar fights every week. He was a family man. So to see this breaks my heart. And again, I bring up CTE because MMA is a new sport, and we have yet to see the ramifications of the abuse of some of these fighters. Hey, man, go back and look at some of our legends. Look at Chuck Liddell. Tell me he doesn't have some kind of brain damage. And the UFC refused to keep trotting him out there because Dana was like, that's my friend. Since he's my friend, I refuse to walk him out there. I'm not going to allow him to fight. I am not going to give this man a contract. But his last fight in the UFC, not his last fight with De La Hoya's nonsense or Golden Boy. I'm talking about his last fight way back when with the UFC was against Rich Franklin. And until he got flatlined, because he did get knocked out, he was winning the fight. That was a hell of a first round. But everyone then knew he got touched one too many times. This is scary, man. We're starting to go down a dangerous, dangerous road. 
We truly are. I don't want to see any Aaron Hernandez type of things that way after the fact. We see the damage that happened with this individual. He needs help, man. Um, it's as awful to see BJ Penn get cracked like that, knocked out. If you have not seen the video, go on our IG page, go on our IG TV page at the Fight Podcast. I have one of our new IG TV video releases. It is up there. I warn you now, it's not pretty. And he got worked by this sloppy dude, too. So it's it again, it's sad. He hasn't won forever. He has no place in this sport. And if we continue to allow him to go out there, this is a bigger and bigger black eye to our sport. We should be protecting our athletes. It's a beautiful thing that we allow our athletes. Nate Diaz, kudos to you, sir. With the CBD, we're helping regenerate brain tissue and things like that. There needs to be more research. We need to make sure people are taking their time and really training properly. And also, yo, we need to make sure there is a place for our legends when they're done. The fall of the prodigy has been one of the most sad stories in sports. I guarantee you in a couple of years, we will see a 30 for 30 on this on ESPN. This is devastating, fam. And again, I'm sorry to start off all uh, all bummy and shit, man. But this is important. This is breaking news. This is is what's happening. And I'm going to be honest with you. I've told you guys in the past. I'm going to keep it a buck. Regardless. I'm objective. So, look, man. Thoughts and prayers go out to BJ. I truly hope that he gets some help. Show him some love. And for those of us who do not know BJ Penn, go back and watch some of his old stuff. Go back and watch BJ Penn versus Sean Shirk. Go back and watch BJ Penn versus Diego Sanchez. Fam, that's the BJ Penn I remember. And that's the BJ Penn that I'm going to choose to remember. All this other stuff since 2010, fam. Shit never happened to me, man. I have to treat it that way. I do. Granted, I know I said I'm objective. I know I'm keeping it a buck. I am. We don't need to see this man anymore, man. This is the saddest thing I've ever seen in combat sports, man. The fall of the prodigy. All right, man. Let's, uh, I wish I was on my Joe Budden podcast vibe and had some fire music for to put on, but I don't. So uh, let's just go ahead and talk about um, some of the news that I am excited about, man. There's some fire matchups that popped up, man. Fire. And I am so happy that these have finally been announced. Darren, the Gorilla Till, is back. Two fight skid. Remember the last time we saw him, he got absolutely flatlined by the man. The Cuban Jesus, Jorge Masvidal, but it doesn't matter. He is back at the weight class. He should have been at the whole time. He's at 185 pounds, and he is fighting none 
other than the former interim title challenger in Kelvin Gastelum. You! If this fight doesn't get you excited, nothing will. Fam, when I heard about this fight, I was jumping up and down on my feet, man. This is a beautiful thing. Two young guys, both of them with all the skills in the world. Yes, he has, Darren Till has lost two in a row, but a lot of that can possibly be attributed, attributed, man, I'm saying that all wrong. <laughs> um, but look, man, we can actually put that possibly on the weight cut. Maybe it was too much. If you guys haven't seen it, check it out on YouTube. There are videos of Darren Till trying to cut weight. Yo, fam, it is one of the most brutal things that you will ever see. It is rough. And believe me, man, I've cut weight before. I've cut a lot of weight. And I didn't even struggle as much as my man did, man. So that was rough. And a lot of people are looking at it and saying, and I'm not going to lie, I, as excited as I was about the fight, I was like, why would he fight Kelvin first? He's on a two-fight skid. But according to the man himself, Dana White, he said that's the only fight he would take. He said he insisted that fight. Dana White says, and I quote, yo, we, we, we tried to talk him out of it. We did. Yes, we did. That's the fight. He said, that's the fight I want. We went to him and said, you sure this is the fight you want? He's moving up. You sure the Gaslam fight? And he says, yup, that's the fight I want. So Dana White says he loves it. Look, Dana's always going to love a big fight like that. Um, they It sounds like they tried to talk him out of it. He is on a two-fight skid. But, um... And Kelvin Gaslam is just coming off of a loss as well. For those of us who don't know Kelvin Gaslam, Kelvin Gaslam this year fought for the, well, he was scheduled to fight for the middleweight title against Robert Whitaker. Robert Whitaker, the day of the fight, had to pull out. He ended up getting an interim title shot against Israel, the last style bender, Adesanya. And unfortunately for him, lost in the fight of the year, hands down. Again, if you haven't seen that fight, please go and watch Israel Adesanya versus Kelvin Gaslam. That's one of those fights that if someone asks me, yo, Sergio, yo, bro, what fight should I show to someone who's never watched the sport? That's the one. That's the one I point to. At least that's one of them that I'm like, yo, this is a real fight. You're going to love this. So the fight is set, man. The fight is set to be happening Madison Square Garden, UFC 244, November 2nd. I cannot wait. It's going to be fire. That whole car should be fire, man. We'll be talking about that very, very soon. Another and another one. I sound like DJ Khaled. Another one. Another comeback. Another one's going to be the theme for a second. <laughs> um, Carlos... Condent, the natural-born killer, is back, and he is fighting against Mickey Gall, man. Um, Carlos Condent is on a little skid in his own right. He's been playing with um, retiring, but the Jackson Wink alum is back. The former title challenger is back. The former um, welterweight interim champ is back, and he's fighting, like I said, 
um, Mickey Gall. This fight's going to happen in D.C. Uh, December 7th, and that is ESPN 7. Um, Mickey Gall is 6-2, man. He looked good his last time out. Mickey Gall is a well-rounded dude. He seems to have a lot of trouble at times, though, with some legitimate strikers, you know, good footwork all around. But he seems like he's figured some things out. His last his last fight, he looked like he definitely took a huge leap in the right direction. I'm curious to see where Carlos Condon is going to be. If he's coming back, I obviously am going to assume that my man is ready, right? I'm going to say, look, he's ready to go. But, but we don't know. We haven't seen him fight in a very long. He hasn't fought since December of 2018. A loss that he had to Michael Chiesa. He got submitted in the second round. Before that, he got submitted in like 30 seconds by Damian Maya. So, look, man, Mickey Gall is another guy with a nasty ground game. We don't know what's going to happen, which makes this fight super compelling, man. So I can't wait. It's going to be a good time. That happens December 7th in D.C., man. And get my DJ Khaled back on. And we got another one. Another return. And this was the one that out of everything, I have been the most excited to talk about. One of my all-time favorites, Anthony Rumble Johnson is back his manager Ali Al-Aziz um, just went on ESPN and told him that he is back in the USADA testing pool and is will be ready and eligible to fight March 2020 oh and he's coming back at heavyweight dog I couldn't be more excited Anthony Rumble Johnson is going to knock people's faces off he already is the scariest, most dominant knockout artist in a UFC history. If you go in there with Anthony Rumble Johnson, unless your name is Daniel Cormier, you're going to sleep. Some of the nastiest knockouts you'll ever see. And here's a crazy thing about Anthony Rumble Johnson. This dude used to fight at 170 pounds. And now he's going to have to cut weight to make the heavyweight limit of 260. Dude is huge, he's powerful, and he seems like he's ready to fight again. He hasn't fought in two years. He says he needed some mental time, a break. He didn't know if he wanted to continue fighting, but he's back, he's hungry, and what he wants, he's already making his call-outs, man. He wants to fight either the number three-ranked heavyweight Junior Dos Santos or the number seven-ranked Alistair Overeem. Either matchup is an incredible matchup, man. I cannot wait to see that. And what Anthony Johnson even said on his own IG is that he wants none other than John Jones to bump up to heavyweight. You know what? While I'm talking trash, why don't I just go ahead and pull it up and let you guys know exactly what Rumble said. Here you go. Day one. That's not the one. Uh, maybe he doesn't have it on there. He does have his Bigfoot Silva stuff on there. All right, never mind. But he does say he wanted um John Jones. Uh, it must have been a press release somewhere else that I read. 
But he says he wants John Jones in D.C. to fight a heavyweight again. He wants D.C. to get his belt back. And he wants uh, John Jones and the three of them to go back at it like again. He felt that's when he was having the most fun. When the three of them were competing, he wants to compete again at the top of the division. So, yo, fam, I'm here for it. I'm here for it, and I think the rest of us should be too. Um, this just makes heavyweight division that much more exciting. Yo, can you imagine Anthony Johnson versus Francis Ngannou? Sheesh! That's the fight to make right there. If Ngannou doesn't get the title shot or doesn't have it by 20, March 2020, I want to see that fight. Man, I'll see that fight anywhere. Put that in a parking lot somewhere. I'm going to check it out. Um, all in all, bro, that one should be incredible. I cannot wait. Um, Yo, real quick, man. Let's take a quick break. Uh, remember, the Fight Podcast is brought to you each week by Sage Eats. Sage Eats offers healthy meals and fitness mentoring. Sign up for Sage Eats at sageeatschicago.com. Apply promo code FIGHT for 10% off of your first three months check out the fight the fight podcast also on all social media platforms at the fight podcast and check us out check out the website www.thefightpodcast.com check out sage eats sageeatschicago.com also don't forget sage eats does not just offer meals for chicagoans sage eats has fitness mentoring no matter where in the world you are you can be all the way off in london you can be all the way back in cali no matter where you are sage eats fitness mentoring is there for you a coach will sit there right out your programming and be your weekly advisor to help you throughout your workouts with your progressions and more sage eats also offers fitness consulting sign up once again for sage eats at www.sageeatschicago.com apply promo code fight for 10 percent off of your first three months brah all right, man. Uh, let's talk about this fight this weekend. We have... Okay, look. So I'm going to talk about the UFC card. Uh, there's no Bellator or anything like that. But we do have Jessica Andrade, the 115-pound champ, against Zhang Weiling. And um, that... Honestly, that fight itself, the main event's going to be entertaining. But I'm going to talk about this the same way that I talked about the Bellator card last week. This is a regional card. This card is doo-doo. There are no names on there that you can be excited about. There are no names on there that you want. And here's the thing, and this is truly what I do not understand. If the UFC wants to compete with one championship in Asia, this ain't it, homie. It's not. This is a crappy card when on the other end you have one championship that just announced later on in October they're going to have their 100th show and they're actually doing it two shows and that's actually when they're going to be doing their US debut on TNT. And then you're going to give us this? I, I, I just don't understand it. I don't understand there's 600 fighters in the roster. There's at least 100 of them that we know of that are killers. 
come on, man, you got to do better than this. I understand putting on fighters from that area. Hopefully you bring fanfare from like homegrown favorites and things like that. But you know what's more popular than a homegrown favorite? A big name. You can give me the all the home shoe. You can have me and all my Chicago homies fighting on a card and we will end up getting 20 people there each. But if you put Jorge Masvidal and Nate Diaz on that card, you sell pay-per-views. There is a huge difference. So I'm disappointed in that sense, but that does not make the main event any less amazing. Because it is. So we got Jessica Andrade versus Wei Ling. And a lot of people, it's kind of funny. Everyone's kind of shitting on the main event saying that just almost like it's a foregone conclusion that Andrade is going to win. Andrade ended up getting her title by pretty much pile driving Rose Namajunas directly on her neck. She ended up getting knocked out and losing the fight, losing the belt in that manner. But before that, she was putting the absolute thumpers on Andrade. So let's go ahead and, and Andrade again. She's been impressive. She's extremely physically gifted for 115 pounds. And yo, by the way, can we all admit that 115 women's 115 is like men's buck 55? It is the most stacked, the most entertaining, the most dynamic division in the sport. 170 will probably argue that as well, but still. This is what it is for 115 pounds, man. Dude, exciting. There's matchups. And they literally go like 12 deep. Anybody in the top 12 to 15 can compete for that title at any given day. Truly. But let's bring the numbers up for this fight. And let's see, and I'll let you guys know who I think is going to win and why. So Jessica Andrade is somebody whom I didn't even realize. Just is all volume. So much volume. Might not blast you at each shot, but so much volume. Six and a half punches per minute. Six and a half strikes landed per minute. That's 41% higher than anyone in her weight class that's incredible man but here's the problem with that she also absorbs five and a half punches per minute so it's a lot of give and take with her Zhang on the other hand lands five and a half punches per minute or strikes per minute which is a little bit less than Andraj but she only absorbs Two strikes per minute. She held Tisha Torres, who's a beast, Jessica Aguilar, who's a beast, and Daniel Taylor to far below their striking averages. So defensively, she's super sound and stout. Like, really damn good. And another thing about this, which, again, I thought was very interesting, is where they, where they focus their energy. Where are their strikes? Jessica Andras doesn't really kick. She lays them thumpers. Remember what she did to Carolina Kovacavik? Threw that huge right hand and knocked her dead. Not literally, but knocked her completely cold. 67% of her shots go to the head. But at the same time, she's susceptible to leg strikes. 
in her fight against Ioana and Jacek, where she lost the title shot, Ioana landed 75 out of 78 leg strikes. Man, I don't know how she walked after that, especially from an amazing kickboxer like Ioana Champion. What does Zhang do? Where, where, is her, where are her strikes focused on? Zhang lands 89% of her strikes are leg strikes. And she seems, so you think about it, where one is good, one is great defensively, doesn't get hit that much. So if you don't get hit that much, that means you have great defense, great head movement. She also doesn't take a lot of shots to the leg. So check it out. I, I'm going to go out on a limb. I'm going with the underdog. I think Zhang's going to get it done because I'm be honest with you, I've always believed that Jessica Andrade, as good as she is, I believe she's a touch overrated. And she uses her physicality more than she actually uses her skill. And I think Zhang's going to be able to out... Zhang is physical. Super strong. But I believe she is actually more well-rounded than, um, than Andrade. And I believe it's important for her to win in China because if the UFC wants to get that market, this is a great way to do it. If Zhang wins, she has an opportunity to be one of the top five biggest stars in the sport because of how large the Chinese fan base is. I'm going with Zhang. Um, unanimous decision on this one. Uh, what else do we got? The rest of the card is doo-doo, so we're not even going to talk about it. And... Um, on my episode later on this, uh, actually, I probably drop it uh, tomorrow um, with Brandon Camille. We talk boxing. I talk the Vasily Lomachenko versus Luke Campbell fight. I know we're changing gears a little, but we got to go. This fight is going to be in the O2 Arena in London. Um, and uh, it's a, it should be a good scrap, bro. Uh, Vasily Lomachenko, pound from pound number one. Um, he is trying to get three out of the four belts at lightweight. That's buck 35. He's fighting the former gold medalist in Luke Campbell. Luke Campbell is a bad dude, man. He's 20 and two long. He has a three inch um, height advantage on Loma. He has a six inch reach advantage on Loma. This is the biggest and tallest, longest fighter that Vasily Lomachenko has ever fought. I still think Vasily Lomachenko gets him out of there probably within the ninth round. Why is that? Man, they call this dude the Matrix for a reason. Remember, Luke Campbell lost to Jorge Linares. Jorge Linares got knocked out by Vasily Lomachenko. Luke Campbell is one of those guys who, as great as he is, if he's going backwards, I'm going to be honest with you, he doesn't fight as well. So you think about it like that. He's not fighting as well on the way backwards, but Vasily's coming forward. He's coming downhill the whole time. Constant pressure, constant movement, constant change in directions. I see Vasily getting an easy win, and this is why, I th not an easy win. It's going to be a tough fight, but I see him outclassing him and really proving to the world why he is the best pound-for-pound fighter in the game. Um... I'm excited about this fight because the winner of this fight is going to end up fighting the winner of Tiafimo Lopez versus Richard Comey. That fight is an absolute scrap. I cannot wait. 
Either winner of that fight against Lomachenko is going to be the hardest fight of Lomachenko's career. And um, that one is legitimately a toss-up. So, man, we got a, well, we don't got a great weekend. We still got some good boxing, but uh, we have some fights coming up, man. Again, there's been a lot of news, a lot of stuff going on. If you haven't had an opportunity to already, check out the Fight Podcast Instagram page. Check out our IGTV. We now do episode uh, previews on there and we break news on there as well i actually do videos and we post them right there so hey man talk to me uh respond let me know how you think about it let me know what you uh how how much you love it or you hate it either way i want to know so i could always bring you guys new content make adjustments on the fly for you so um with that being said this is serge vicente the host of the fight podcast this has been episode 136 Remember, the Fight Podcast is brought to you each week by Sage Eats. Sage Eats offers healthy meals and fitness mentoring. Sign up for Sage Eats at sageeatschicago.com. Apply promo code FIGHT for 10% off of your first three months. Also, follow the Fight Podcast on all social media platforms at the Fight Podcast. Make sure you listen to us everywhere podcasts are available. That's iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, Google Play, Stitcher, all the above, man. Go ahead and show us love out there and share, man. Tell your friends, bro. That's what we're here for. Um, Yo, love you guys. Always appreciate the support. And we'll be back here next time. Right on the Fight Podcast. Deuces!